Welcome to another edition of Religion and Rock. I'm Monsignor Jim Vlorn, and here he is, our producer and engineer, Mr. Stephen Chaldone. Hello there, sir. Happy days to you. I hope you're surviving Lent okay. We're about a week in. Buddy boy, all good. Everything is fine. Thank God. You're t- you were on my telephone last week. Thank you for that. Yes, and had a great time. And, oh, my yeah, gosh. It was nice seeing everybody, you know. Amazingly successful. I'm so grateful to everybody yes. for their help, too. It was really an amazing, amazing weekend. And thank everybody who showed up and entertained and everything else. Really pretty cool. You know, we're in, the, we're in Lent now, the Lent story. I know. I know. <laughs> but you know what happens? This, here, let me give you two positives. Okay. First of all, Lent ends, and boy, we're right in spring, right? Yep. Which is awesome. Like I planted the seeds last week already. Okay. Like the tomato plants, the basil plant. I got everything going already. So I mean, it's there. We're just about on there. We're just about coming into it. And number two, all of the things about Lent, you know what? They help us to grow. They so do. it's a great opportunity to expand yourself a little bit. You know, get the mm-hmm. soul going and growing a little bit, which is a great thing to do. But it's it's also nice not to suffer in silence to complain. I gave up bread. I gave up this. Oh, yeah. so hard. Well, some of that <laughs> stuff is really. I mean, it's amazing, right? I have friends mm-hmm. who have restaurants who give up bread. I don't know how they do it. I know. I mean, but I like this extra thing. You know, I like this like taking on a little something. Mm-hmm. And right now in the world of, uh, you know, social media, they have all of these day-by-day things. A lot of priests are doing these like every day, you know, we'll send it to your email and you look at a little video or a little mm-hmm. a little uh, audio, you know, thing. Mm-hmm. And it's a great thing. If I had the time, I'd do it for people. I think it's a great way to grow. You know, this guy, Father Mike Schmitz is doing something called um, uh, a, a year, read the Bible in a year. Okay. The Bible in a year. Amazing. Very popular. So we're talking about sacrifice, ways we can grow, expand our mind. That's what it's all about on Religion and Rock today. You know, I think everybody sacrifices in a lot of different ways. Like sacrifice mm-hmm. has different flavors, right? Like parents <laughs> sacrifice for their kids, yes. driving us around like we're crazy people when we're little. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad was my roadie when I was in a rock band, you know? Yep. But then like now I'm going to the nursing home and visiting my dad. And it's just like a really good feeling to be able to get back to him. Yeah. Because well, here he is. And, you know, I'm, I'm his family. It's pretty it cool. It goes full, full circle. They took yeah. care of you when you were little and were having problems. And now it's uh, kind of your responsibility to to help them out like they did with yeah. you. You know, you know what I've gotten good at Sheldon. I've gotten good at cutting hair. <laughs> yeah, you should come to me for a haircut. You'd be so I impressed. could use a haircut. <laughs> I do a good job. I do a good job. And I got the I got the buzzer, but I can work magic with that buzzer. There now. you go. I got my dad's hair now. It's pretty cool. It's a funny Barbara- thing. Barber to the stars, you know? Yeah, that's but, what I do. I do what I got to do, man. That's how you, you see, live. And that's not sacrificing, really. I mean, you have your time, but, you know, you're giving so much to them. And I was kind of laughing when you were talking before because compromise is another word for sacrifice. And you've asked anybody who's in a relationship, you compromise. You don't always get yep. your, your way. But then some people look at, oh, I sacrificed for this. And well, that's, see, that's the other thing. Sacrifice is always negative. It doesn't have right. to be. Negative. It doesn't have to be negative. It's, a, it's an act of love sometimes, mm-hmm. right? Like, yep. you know, that's kind of what we have to look at today. The idea of an act of love being sacrificed, not always thinking about me, slowing down, let the guy on the parkway. Uh, yep. Lots of little ways and big ways where we could actually give a little and mm-hmm. grow a little. And that's really what it's all about. So that's what we're looking at on uh, Religion and Rock today, the power of sacrifice and how sacrifice, when it becomes a way of life, actually changes us a little bit mm-hmm. and helps us to be more joyful, helps us to be more positive. This world could use a few more positive people, by the way. If you'd like to get on board, we'd love to have you. So, I mean, I think that's part of what we have to look at in sacrifice. It can't just be about the negative. It's got to be about the positive. And, and that's what Lent really is. Ultimately, it's mm-hmm. a positive thing. It's a thing that helps us to go and grow and stretch. It's kind of like a rolling pin rolling out the dough, you know, and that's what we have to do. Allow ourselves to grow as we have a show today on the gift of sacrifice in our lives. To start us off, this is Tesla, What You Give.
Start us off. That's Tesla. What you give, you know, that's a big part of sacrifice. Obviously, is what we give. Now, a lot of people think that just revolves around money, but it doesn't always involve money. Like our sacrifice can involve our time, right? Going to visit in a hospital setting, uh, coaching, you know, CYO baseball or or basketball or whatever. Those things take time. They take talent, uh, not just money. So there's other sacrifices that we have in our lives that add up and make a difference and help make the world a better place. That's using our gifts really to serve God, right? And then. The the other things that we do sometimes, like if you paint well, you know, painting a room in a, in a Catholic school classroom, that's a great gift that really helps and saves some money, you know, the, for a, a parish or for a school. Those things make a difference. And it's sometimes about being tapped for that. And I think sometimes we're not great at tapping people to use those gifts. Um, other times it's about you coming forth and saying, hey, listen, I'm a plumber. And if you ever need help, I can run over one night and fix something that's broken. Like those things make a huge difference. Those sacrifices that you give, those gifts, if you will, in kind make a difference. That's part of what God is asking of all of us and that's like at the root of really successful and holy sacrificing here's the google dolls this is called so alive feeling like a hero but i can't fly no you never crash if you don't try took it to the edge now i know i'd never gonna if you're too scared to die Gonna disconnect from the hard wire Time to raise the flag for the ceasefire
really is invigorating to be able to give and there's a good feeling that comes from that I don't know if you've ever done it um, it is a great feeling when you're able to give to somebody or something in such a way I met somebody it was a weird day I had I met somebody who gave me a hundred dollar bill and they said to me Monsignor give this to somebody who you meet who's in need and I said okay I will I'm going through my day I meet a guy who has just come to this country who doesn't really have anything just trying to figure out life um, he was looking for some direction figuring out what was going on he just kind of was speaking to me in broken English and then when we were leaving I said oh I have that hundred bucks in my pocket and I said to him hey listen do something really good for yourself with this okay get some clothes or whatever you think you might need and the guy who just broke down gave me a hug you know and it wasn't even my money right I was just passing I was the middle guy that kind of stuff is the stuff of life right how God puts people in our lives and calls us to be the middleman sometimes and that's a great gift too to recognize that you know it's invigorating it's exciting and it sets our faith on fire and calls us to do it again and again that's what's really cool about that Hey, the Temple of the Dog is next. Here's Hunger Strike. I'm going hungry 
Temple of the Dog, Hunger Strike, you know, that's another part of the giving up of Lent, right? You know, I, I'm not a big Lent fan because of the giving up, you know? I don't want to give up anything that goes in my mouth, you know? But there's something interesting about that. People who give up candy, people who give up, like, something they really love for all of Lent. Um, that's a real hunger strike, if you will. And sometimes hunger allows the mind to work in a different way. There's a lot of, like, science about fasting, right? And now that we're discovering that it's such a good thing for your body, it's a good thing for your mind, it helps us to think clearly, um, to not be so stuffed up full of carbohydrates like most of us are all the time. There's something good about that. Well, that's the science of it. There's a spirituality of it, too, that that hunger, that desire in our lives actually becomes an important part of our lives because that desire grows into a yearning. And the yearning is kind of where we yearn for God. We yearn for meaning. We yearn to help others. And it all kind of works. So sometimes it's about lightening up on the food or the intake or the drinking or whatever it is in our lives that we kind of over imbibe sometimes. What can we do to lighten it up? And then maybe let God break into that area of hunger, because God works in hunger and helps us to be fulfilled in other ways, and that's so important. Here's the hothouse flowers. It's called Give It Up.
give it up. Interesting, because we think about this all the time. Like, what are you going to give up for Lent? And I often will say this. I'm going to say it again this year. You know, sometimes it's not just about giving up. Sometimes it's about doing additional. Like, I know a lot of people who say, well, during Lent, I go to Mass every day. Now, that's a tremendous, you know, thing to do, in a sense, because there's a sort of pathway in the readings that we have at Mass through Lent. They have a logic to them. So you kind of begin, and it's 40 days, of course, and you take this 40-day journey uh, through the scriptures, which is beautiful, too. And that's part of, like, an emptiness, in the sense, that we provide so God could work with us through Lent. So it's not always giving up. Sometimes it's about doing something extra. There are all these online resources this year. My Lord, everywhere you look online, there are these 40 days of watching little short videos that ask us to kind of reflect on certain things and think about certain things. Even doing that, again, it focuses us, helps us to understand ourselves better, gives Lent a context for us. There's lots of new ways to do it. It's not always about giving up gum. It's about sometimes doing something extra that allows us to grow and understand the, our relationship with God, our own spirituality a lot better. It's worth thinking about. Hey, here's Robert Plant. This is called Heaven Knows.
heaven knows, reminds me, you know, that all of the sacrifices sort of have an effect, right? All of the sacrifices of this world, all of the people who sacrifice in this world, which is all of us on one level or another, I hope and I pray, it all adds up. Heaven knows that we're sacrificing. And there's something great about that because it helps the world to sort of be a more loving and compassionate place, you know? When we do the slightest thing sometimes, you know, that kind of stuff is known by God. And there's something about that. You know, the other day, and again, I had to think this up for the show, but it's true. Like somebody let me get into the lane, you know, getting on the parkway the other day. And they had to slow their car down to let me in, you know. That little gesture, right, is probably long forgotten in their mind, but not in mine and not in God's. The little things add up and they matter. So heaven does know those little sacrifices. A commitment to do those every day makes a big difference. Because think about if the entire world did those little niceties every day and they started to add up after a week or two, you'd see a change on earth. Think about it. You'd see a change on earth over the simple things like that. That's how things begin to happen. So no one of us may be you know, asked to do something crazy, gigantic in the world of sacrifice, sacrifice our lives. I mean, that's a very unique sacrifice, a unique moment. But everybody's asked to sacrifice a little bit of their comfort a little bit of their schedule for somebody else. And when we do that, it starts to add up and makes a big difference. Hey, I'm on Senior Jim. You're listening to Religion and Rock. We're talking about sacrifice today. Here's Rush Free Will.
Yes, Rosh, free will. You know, interesting, that's part of our lives, right, that we give freely. That's part of sacrifice in its purest sense, right, that we give freely to the other in some way. And parents, I think, are the best example of that, right, how they have sacrificed for us. And all they really wanted for us is for us to have a better life. And 99% of the time we had a better life because our parents sacrificed for us. But there's also a time in your life, I'm kind of living it now, where you can sacrifice for your parents. We can kind of give back. My dad's 88 years old now. He's in a nursing home. But I'm able to go visit him a lot. I visit him almost every day. Spend some time with him. You know, I bring him some of his favorite foods, the Whopper from Burger King, you know. Simple, right? But it's a way that I can sacrifice back and kind of give back in my sacrifice of time uh, to be able to spend some time with him in this beautiful, gifted moment that we kind of have. I didn't ask for this. I didn't pray to God saying, hey, let my father live in a nursing home for these months of his life, you know? No, but he, that's where he is, and I can kind of use that as an opportunity to give back to him, to sacrifice back in such a beautiful way. So there's something great about that, and it's something that you and I are all called to in our lives. And then the gratefulness of the people who sacrificed for us. They kind of gave us the example, calling us to live it too in our lives. It's important. Here's Delbert McClinton. It's called Giving It Up For Your Love. Your love. 
sometimes we get a little off track, right? We give up things for the love of another person, but we want something back, right? Well, I did this for you, so give me something back here. You know, you did this for me, uh, now I want some. You know, give me something. That kind of, you know, quid pro quo way of living life, a lot of people do, it's really not fair, right? It kind of, it takes the joy, it takes the spirituality sort of out of sacrifice, you know? Hey, I got you these tickets to this event, now I want you to get me this. Like those things that, you know, the scoring is really tough, right? We have to live life without scoring. We have to live life without saying, I called you last. Now, why didn't you call me? Life has to be a little bit lighter than that. You know, we have to be able to say, hey, I don't care if I called last. I'm in the mood to talk to this person. I love this person. And I want to speak to them. There's something great about that, to be able to be that open that says, yeah, it's never going to be like that. It has to be much freer than that. It has to be much more open than that. That allows uh, a relationship to be true. That allows sacrifice to be real. So that it's not pay off here and pay off there, you know, back and forth, back and forth. But it's just a sense of being that makes all the difference in the world and helps people to really grow in their love for each other. And ultimately, again, in our love for God, which matters so much. Here's the Rolling Stones. It's called Saint of Me.
There's a Rolling Stones, Saint of Me. There's a couple of songs like that, you know? Um, Hard to be a saint in the city, Bruce Springsteen. There's a couple of these things where we look at saints and we say, well, these lives are absolutely unattainable for us and we will never able to be able to do that. But the reality is, you know, the saints are human beings. And I love reading the lives of the saints because some of them are incredibly simple people. Um, some of them were like doormen. Um, they didn't get accepted to a religious order because the order didn't think they could excel or do academic study. Um, so they, they, they were just these committed lay third order people who just kind of remotely were connected to the order, yet they became saints. And that's kind of my point. Like sainthood is something that's available to us all. And I don't mean becoming a saint and having a statue and a church and all of that. No, but the holiness of a saint's life, uh, the openness to God, the openness to conversion is something that's pretty exciting. A lot of these saints had big conversion stories, and I mean big. Um, some of them have lived life way outside of the church, kind of turned around and came back. St. Augustine's my favorite because he's he was uh, so he celebrated on my birthday, August 28th. He drove his mother out of her mind, uh, was a terrible renegade, and then his prayer was always to God, I came late to you. And he was always apologetic for coming late to a conversion of faith. And his mother is celebrated the day before him. I love those two together, you know, Monica and her son, Augustine. What an amazing story of family and how God could come to family and turn things around. Google them. You'll be surprised. It's a beautiful story. And it's kind of our story in some ways. So we're called to that holiness and to that same kind of conversion that respects and, and loves the other, which matters so much. Here's Jackson Brown, Running on Empty. Come on. 
Jackson Brown running on empty, the story of our lives, right? We're constantly running and moving and all of that. It's so tough. Lent gives us a little time maybe to calm it down a little bit, to take a little break. And that's another beautiful thing to do for Lent, to be calm and peaceful and to be able to just sit and be a little bit, to spend 10 minutes every day in a church or in your room without the radio or the TV or the phone and just to sit and to be a little bit, to allow God to work the magic of the Holy Spirit in our lives, you know? That's how it happens a lot of times. Creativity usually comes from silence. In my own life, I know I have to be creative a lot. And you know what? I, I kind of find it in the silence. I don't find it in thinking things through as much as I find it in sitting in silence. Silence is the doorway, I think, to so much in our lives. And when we, we have to sacrifice, you know, it's also that reflection on the sacrifice and why we do it that gives the context, right? It's not like we're just doing this, say, ah, I don't even think about it. No, we're doing it because we have thought about it. We thought about it because that's what God is asking us to do, to reflect on the things we do and to live lives in an exemplary way. That makes all the difference in the world. Here's Joe Walsh, One Day at a Time.
Joe Walsh, one day at a time. And that is the truth of the matter. Not just if you're in a step program, a 12-step program. Nope. It's all of us, right? To live our lives one day at a time, to not be worried about the future to tomorrow. I mean, you plan for that, but you can't always plan, can you, for the future? So it's about trusting in God, sacrificing for the other guy, and recognizing that God's going to take care of us ultimately. You know, we have to live one day at a time. We have to live a more peaceful life. Lent is that rhythm that will help that to come. So enjoy Lent, you know? Don't let it be the anti, the anti-meat time. Yeah, but let it be a great time of growth for you, a time where you could recognize the power of sacrifice in your life and the people of sacrifice for you. You've been listening to Religion and Rock. It's hosted by me, my senior Jim Vaughn, and it's engineered and produced by the great man of sacrifice, Stephen Chaldone. Have a wonderful week, everyone, and don't forget, say a prayer. <laughs>